time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode two of the Art of War Down Under podcast. I am joined lovingly this episode by a man who needs an introduction, as usually is our want, as Mr. John Lennon. How you doing, my man? <laughs> hello, hello. I'm doing very well, Adam. How are you? I'm great. For those who don't know John, John is, uh, you came first in the ITC for Space Marines last season, is that correct? I did, as a matter of fact. And you made the top eight of the LVO, uh, getting knocked out in the semifinals, I believe? That is all correct. So even if we were just to go off your last kind of 12 months of accolades, we've got more than enough to talk about. But past that, this is a very young, very accomplished man who has every all the whole world at his feet and uh, he's doing nothing but conquering and kicking ass and taking names. So we're lovingly having on him uh, with me today and we're going to be talking about Custodes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm very excited about the new rules that uh, Custodes got, both with Ninth Edition and the War of the Spider. Yeah, man. So we are mostly going to be focusing on War of the Spider, but we'll also be breaking down uh, the points changes as well. Now, Unfortunately, we're not going to be covering Sisters of Silence. I know people are going to bemoan that. Please feel to crucify. Please feel free to crucify me for that. But I feel like I'm going to be doing a kind of a, an Agents of the Imperium, a faction kind of episode coming up, and I think I'll, I'll chuck them in with um, Inquisition and Assassins and things of that ilk. But uh, mostly that's because I think we've got more than enough to be talking about with what Custodes got in this uh, Psychic Awakening release. I think I, me and John could talk for a couple of hours just on this document alone. Oh, I'm planning on it. <laughs> yes, we are indeed. All right. So, first impressions, John. We're just going to jump straight in. Custodes review, War of the Spider. They got some saucy, saucy new stuff. What are your What were your first impressions cracking this open? All right. So, the first impressions with War of the Spider was that I can actually play mono custodies. So, I enjoy custodies. I love the background. I love the models. I love how how I paint them. Um, and I've played them in the past, but it's always been like a kind of soup deal. Right, like running pure custodies, you either bought 18 jet bikes or you bought allies. And exactly right. And that was because they had this twofold dilemma. One being um, either you either had all the backfield fire support, e.g. Caladiuses, and then had very little pressure, putting in pressure on your opponent. Maybe you had some, a shield captain you can shoot out once or twice a game. Or you had board presence but no long-range fire support. At least that's how I used to feel about it. So that's why you'd always need to soup up to get one or the other that you were missing. Yeah, uh, absolutely, I agree. And, you know, there was always the classic triple Cladius with, you know, guard allies and tank commanders mm-hmm. and a knight crusader just to get obscene Imperium firepower. But I, I think that this is the best that Adeptus Custodes as an army have ever been. And, you know, mm-hmm. the second I read that Psychic Awakening, like, I got really excited because, you know, this, you know, we, we all soup. I'm a competitive player. I will soup if that's what it takes to win. But I'm going to be honest, if it's even footing, I would go pure. Yeah, like I'm, I'm of the opinion that I, I will soup when I need to, but if I can get the job done without it, I prefer to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you got to chase those best factions. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, I will say the other thing, other issue they had is, of course, as you mentioned, um, uh, CP, CP expenditure. They have one of the best and most well rounded uh, stratagem sections of any codex that I think we had. The only problem is they had no way to get enough actual CP. To, to They had too much meat on the bone and no ability to eat it. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Like, yeah, all this. <laughs> beautiful delicious food in your cupboard but you're not allowed to eat any of it you have all these amazing stratagems you just can't get any command points um that has of course been fundamentally changed going into ninth edition yeah definitely um kind of getting all of these rules at the same time that they were previewing ninth edition like because i think we pretty much knew the command point changes 
by the time we yeah. got Psychic Awakening, that mm-hmm. also really helped with uh, my impression of Custodes and how well they would function. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna jump straight into some of the meat, the meat and potatoes here. So the first thing I'll say. Of all the Psychic Awakening books, this one has the best format of any of them because it has – so jumping straight in, Shield Hosts. So these, these, are what, these are akin to what a regiment would be for um, Imperial Guard or, or a chapter would be for Space Marines, with the exception of they don't get a chapter trait. That's correct, yeah? Yeah, that's, uh, that's accurate. Kind of interesting that they did it, but uh, also like Death Guard, Thousand Sons, some of those other factions that already had a chapter trait and then they added on sub-chapters like Plague Legions – they didn't get one either, so at least it's consistent. Yeah, exactly right. And you'll notice that is um, in this book as well. We've also got um, Death Guard in this book, and they, they were the similar similar build. But what I, why I like the format of this, and p- forgive me guys for going on a, a non-content-related you know, tangent, is the fact that you, you've got Shadow Keepers, then you've got their Warlord trait, then you've got their Relic, and then you've got their Stratagem. You don't have to go, okay, so there's their Warlord trait, flip two pages, there's their Stratagem, flip back two pages, there's their Relic. Um, I love this. And so here's the first one. Um, Shadow Keepers. So their Warlord trait is uh, Lock Warden. When resolving an attack made by a character model against this Warlord, subtract one from the hit roll. When resolving an attack by, my warlord, by this Warlord against a character unit, subtract one from the saving throw. So that is uh, your minus one to hit, and then their minus one damage. So essentially you get plus one rend, but that's also um, invulnerable saves, isn't it? As a matter of fact, it is, including invulnerable saves. So straight off the bat, um, things like Storm Shields, if they don't change, or think p- people with... Um, Four plus invulnerable saves, which is probably the the captain baseline invuln across the board on character ilk models. Uh, sorry, a captain ilk models. Um, and the base rend on just about every custodes weapon is like what three. two, three, two or three. Yeah, there's not much in close combat. At least they're uh, they're all two or three. But I should point out this is not restricted to melee weapons. Oh, good point. So you're you're thinking characters on well, even a in Alaris you get. In a large Terminator armor, you still get a the, the whatever bolt gun you have attached to your spear or axe, and you also get the the grenade launcher. I was thinking of a jet butt captain, perhaps. Uh, or a that was the next or a salvo yeah, launcher. That was the next tier up from that, because now you've got. I mean, I I, I doubt the the hurricane bolter is going to have enough rend to get to somebody's invulnerable save unless you're playing against. Oh wow, demons! Yeah, but also it affects yeah. their armor too, so it means that um, you know, you subtract one from their saving throw armor and invuln, so. Essentially, it gives the bolt, the Hurricane Bolter AP1 against characters. Um, yeah. Or if you're shooting a high-impact round like the Salvo Launcher, would kind of be my go-to here. Um, mm. That Salvo Launcher is very high AP. It's cutting down to the Invuln if they have it. Now making that Invuln worse means, you know, yeah. Invuln goes to a 6, up a 4, up to a 5. Whatever it is, it's a very big change. It's a double duty. I like that a lot, actually. Um, the next one is uh, their Relic, which is Stasis... Obliti? Obliti? Okay. I'm going to struggle sometimes, guys. Please forgive me. Uh, But this one reads, at the start of the fight fight phase, select one enemy character within three of a model with this relic until the end of that phase. Half attacks characteristics of models in that unit, rounding up. And when resolving an attack made by a friendly Shadowkeeper's model against a character unit, re-roll wound rolls of one. What do you you think of that? Um, These all all seem very situational because they're just character targeted. Mm. Um, I like... Shadow Keepers a lot um, because of that stratagem that we'll get to in a moment. Um, I hmm. feel like in the world of tar- of setting your pregames, you know, before you show up to the table, um, these feel a little bit less useful just because there are so many games where they don't actually yeah. help. So I don't like them as much in a you have to write things down pregame, which seems to be where mm-hmm. GW is trending. Certainly for yeah, the next. They seem situ- they seem very situationally powerful, but the situations are, are really limited. Um, 
Let's go. And the last one is uh, Shadowkeep. So it's the one CP stratagem is uh, Grim Responsibility. Use this stratagem in any phase when a Shadowkeep's unit from your army is chosen as the target of an attack. Until the end of that phase when resolving an attack made against the unit, subtract one from the strength characteristic. Interesting. So any this is any phase. So you can use this defensively wherever you please. So that's shooting phase or combat phase. There's a lot of mileage there, do you think? Absolutely. I think this is actually definitely the best part of Shadowkeepers. Um, because mm. it's any unit, it could be their their vehicles. So if you have a toughness eight talent yeah. on dreadnought, um, because Dodies are pretty high toughness in general, and so being able to reduce minus one strength changes the profile of so many different things. So um, you know, on a, just a toughness five unit, it takes like a strength ten demolisher can to strength nine. Um, it yes. takes strength three to wounding on sixes. Sixes. That's actually, and it's one CP. You would smash that out. Sometimes you'd smash that out two times a turn every turn. Like yeah. you'd use this every shooting and combat phase for like the last couple of turns of a game. And consider um, how many other defensive stratagems that custodies have. You now have the command yeah. start striking them. It can really add up. Um, it's they're like an onion now in defensive ability. Uh, it's yes. fantastic. Absolutely. So, so on the whole, have you have you had any? Sorry, uh, before we, you've had quite a few games with custodes. Have you looked into shadow keepers? Have you found them to be viable as a whole? Um, shadow keepers have been the one that I've played the most. Um, Whenever I'm doing pure custodies, I I always do the the core as shadow keepers. If I end up doing two detachments, I will explore putting a second one in. Um, the fun part is that um, you gain these keywords, so you gain um, shadow keepers, but none of your rules actually change. So a just before we get into all of them, a shield captain uh, gives a yep. aura of reroll ones to hit for adeptus custodies, not for shadow keepers. Ah, so yep. a shadow keepers captain will still buff a, you know, solar watch bike unit. Mm. And a Vexila, again, would buff everyone. So I've done a couple of cute things there, which we can talk about more in part yep. two, but uh, the, I, I mostly go Shadow Keepers for the main line units. I, I think that's really cool as well. So that, that, that especially prevalent on Trajan, where you're getting the real ones to hit and oh, to wound. Of course. And he would just be giving it to anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to move on to the next one, Aquilin Shield. Some of these we're going to be touching on in a bit more, uh, depending on how much, how juicy the benefits are, we'll be touching on a bit more time. Some of them we'll just skim over, because I know there are a few of these that don't add as much as as, as some others. Um, the Warlord trait here, uh, Revered Champion, when resolving an attack made against this Warlord, have any damage inflicted rounding up. Now, that's never going to be a bad thing. Like, if you're no. taking it, especially if you're taking a, a Suicide Squad, uh, Victor of the Blood Games, Shield Captain on bike. Um, <laughs> oh, it's fantastic that. option, yeah? Oh, I love it. Absolutely. And his relic is Presidious. I think we're going to get, I'm going to get so many memes of people like correcting my pronunciation yeah. of things. If you want, but, uh, I can really act like I know I'm doing it right. No promises oh, on sweet. the accuracy, but I can really fake it. Oh man, I'm going to leverage that so much. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'll just get you pre-recorded everything. I get it on button. Presidious, Presidious. Uh, models uh, with a storm shield only when resolving an attack against this model with this relic to track one from the wound roll. Look, if you if you, you could technically put this on the same guy where you have a shield captain with a storm shield that is half minus one to wound and half damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I, why wouldn't you, right? And uh, I mean, we're talking about people who who don't want to risk sticking um, models on sing, sorry single character models on objectives anymore because of their, their inability to hold them or be shielded. This guy ain't got, he's not moving for anybody. Yeah, I'm not risking shooting that guy. Are you kidding me? You, you wouldn't bother. You're just like, oh, I, got, I got so many better things to shoot. But like, um, if you don't want to target him, can you make them target him with a stratagem? Oh, tell me more, John. <laughs> okay, so the, their stratagem is Shield of Honor. And use yep. the stratagem when any Imperium character 
is targeted and is within three inches of an Aquilin Shield Dreadnought or or an infantry character. And now, I'm sorry, ooh, select one friendly, no, not even character, infantry or Dreadnought, yeah. within three yeah. inches of that Imperium character, and then the enemy unit has to shoot that instead. It is freaking amazing. It's only one CP, guys. So this this is obviously this is your soup option. This is hey, oh, yeah, um, you true. chuck this big, big, badass, unkillable behemoth, yeah, yeah in, in in the middle of your army, and just be like, ah, oh, too bad, mate. You have to shoot him. That oh, too bad. Ah, oh, you want to shoot? You want to shoot elsewhere? You have all these hurricane bolters. Uh, now you got to shoot this guy, and you're going to be wounding him on sixes because he's your strength four. He's minus one, toughest five, minus one to wound, and um. Man, it's that's it's saucy. It's actually really cool. It's a really cool little tech option, but unfortunately, it's a good tech option for another army. It's not a great tech option for custodes because I feel like you're already resilient enough to bounce a lot of things. I would agree on that, but there are a lot of really cute things you can do with soup. Um, the obvious is tank commanders and imperial knights. Ooh. I think either Ooh, one of yeah, those, man. as soon as they target it, you either bounce it off to an untargetable character or to just a mm. squad of custodes guard storm shields. And yeah, exactly right. Hit against the custodes, so. What I kind of like to do is um, you, you could take like a, a Vexila with a Storm Shield, who's the Warlord and halves damage, or you buy him a Warlord, right? So that he's half mm-hmm. damage, has a three up interval, minus one to hit, minus one to win. Yep. And then That's if you try to shoot ridiculous. the Knight or the Tank Commander, they're now shooting that guy. Too bad, so sad. Here you go. Yeah. That's <laughs> actually really, really, really cool. I mean, there's other things to take in consideration there. Like you got to worry about people just walking up and smiting him down and things of that ilk. But just the fact you have that as an option, I think... It's sexy. It's actually really fun. Pretty sexy. And just the idea of the las cannons, like aiming for the knight and then bending halfway to shoot and just go straight into this shield <laughs> captain. Like, yeah, the warp bends them. Yeah, it's crazy good. All right, next one, uh, Dreadhost. So the wall of trade here, all seeing Annihilator, which I will say right now is uh, my new is going to be one of my nicknames one day. Um, <laughs> it's just too good. I'll have, I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll put it on the back of your shirt. You're playing for Team America, uh, hopefully 2021, 22. Um, not my call. Uh, we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, fair enough. Um, John Lennon, all seeing Annihilator. If you're playing Custodes, you're going to have it. Um, when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in a friendly Dreadhost unit within six of this ward and a modified hit roll six, solves one additional hit. So exploding sixes in a six-inch aura. Mm-hmm. Only in close combat, the, but still really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Mind you, like Custodes is a very close combat-based army, but I find they don't need much help in close combat. Like if you're running into things and you don't have the NUS CP or other buffs to get you through what you're attacking, what what are you attacking? Like, what, is it a Warlord <laughs> Titan? Just, What's just going on? More, you just get more hits. You know, just for yeah. more like large units would be the only thing. Oh, you mean for, for blending? Yeah, if you really yeah. need to blend hordes, you know, getting an extra twenty percent hits not bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. Um, the relic is Ad Monomortis. Ad <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Whatever whatever John said. Uh, <laughs> model with the Castellanax only. The relic replaces the Castellanax falling profile. Uh, the shooting profile is exactly the same as regular. Strength, uh, rapid fire 1, 24 inch strength, 4, minus 1, 2 damage. But the melee profile is pretty ungodly. Um, strength plus 3, minus 3, 3 damage. So it's a, thund- it's a thunder hammer. It turns your guy yeah. into having a Thunderhammer. Oh, yeah? Well, it's not minus one to hit, but other than that, it's a Thunderhammer. Yeah, so it's strength eight minus three, flat three damage. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes with five attacks base on a shield captain, or is it six? Uh, shield captains are normally packing five. Yeah. And there's plenty of ways to buff that as well with other Vexillas and things of that. But uh, yeah, pretty saucy. Yeah, Have you got the stratagem up? You want to read that out? I sure do. So, ooh, you chose this name for me. Golden Light of the 480s. Uh, this one here. <laughs> 
is uh, it's one or two command points and use it at the start of your charge phase. So you select a dread host unit for one command point or up to three dread host units for two command points. And then until the, so you can only pick units, this is the key, that teleported onto the battlefield this turn. Yeah. And these units all roll an additional G6 and discard the lowest when they're charging. So this is really cute because custodies don't have a lot of reliable deep strike charging. They just deep strike that in sway, but for an army that's so built on teleporting, that was kind of a liability because, you know, nine inch charge at a deep strike, we've all failed those, right? We know that that is a thing that you fail. And custodies, like, they have such expensive units, like, failing a charge is like, all right, well, that's 400 points that deep struck in is not exactly that hurts. So, anything that makes that more reliable, I'm a fan of. Me too, and I I think in early days when this when this book got um, released, this was the obvious best choice. I think people gravitated towards this immediately, saying this is power. This adds just straight up power, lets us play in the way we want to play, and I think it adds a lot of flexibility as well. Yeah, it, it gives them a new dimension because uh, when you actually do the you know extra d six discard the lowest, and then if you've got the one command point to reroll the charge, it actually means that you're pretty likely um, to make the charge. Um, I haven't done the math in a while. Um, with the new command point reroll, I think it ends up above, like it's almost seventy percent that you make it. Because uh, that's that's saying with the change, in, you would instead of rolling one d six, you would roll reroll all three. You re-roll so you'd have you have to make a nine on two dice, rolling six dice. Yeah. Um, and so that's yeah, the chances are extra. It's got to be exceptionally high, surely. Mm-hmm. And and again, this dragon can affect multiple units. I love I love that it's two CP for three units and not three CP for three. Yeah, units. that's that's a good value there. That's just a value, yeah. That is not just that's just value. That's mm-hmm. really good. Um, all right, so yeah, Dreadhost I think um, plays a lot of the way I, I see Custos players wanting to play. So I think I think I rate it pretty highly, honestly. I, I don't think the the other two buffs it has, like the axe and the the wall of trait, they're a little bit lackluster compared to some of the others. Others, but holy crap, that stratagem still puts them up there. I actually really liked all seeing Annihilator. I guess, are we going to do a really? top five power ranking when we've got all five done here? Uh, we, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, usually we just do, usually we just rate the, I do um, a double ranking system. Ooh, okay. I, I, you can see, you can see how amateur I am guys. I haven't told John about this beforehand, but uh, the last point on the, the breakdown, um, we do a meta um, ranking and then a, uh, sorry, internal ranking and external ranking for how good this document was for the faction. Oh. E.g., um, how well this would help the faction to rank up against other armies in the meta, and then how well we think and how much uh, good goodness and wonderfulness this brought to Custodes in and of itself. So externally and externally. I'm going to say um, this is your fault for trusting the American to read. Yes, that's all right. I'm actually looking at my thing. And I'm not quite sure I wrote it in here. Uh, never mind. Maybe we'll edit this out. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Uh, next one, Solar Watch. So the Wall of Traits, Sally Forth. Who doesn't like a good Sally? Uh, at the start of your move-in phase, add one to the move characteristics of friendly Solar Watch units within six of this ward to the end of that phase. Whilst uh, they're units within six of this ward, models in friendly Solar Watch units that advanced can shoot with rapid-fire weapons in the following shooting phase, but they are minus one to hit. Um, so this is the boot and scoot. This is uh, get on the move, boys, and let's get some work done. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I like this. I think this adds a lot of what custodes feel like they needed. Yeah, adding the speed of advancing and shooting because a lot of rapid-fire guns in the army. Um, mm. really feels like a big deal. And minus one to hit isn't a big deal because modifiers don't stack anymore. I think this is a great world trait. I think it's fantastic, yeah. Especially like, so you can just advance and be like, oh, cool, you were, your whole army was minus one anyway. I, I've lost nothing. I've just gained an advance. Mm-hmm. I think I think really good. Um, 
The relic is Switch Silver Talent model with a Guardian Spear only, and it places a Guardian Spear. Um, the shooting profile is not is, is Assault 4, um, Strength 4, minus 1, 2 damage, so the same profile as usual, but it's 4 shots, so you're always going to get Rapid Fire, essentially, um, instead of... Um, yeah, sorry, double rapid fire. You're, you're essentially a, what is it? A, um, Stormbolter? Yeah, Stormbolter. Uh, but minus one, two damage. And uh, the melee profile, I think, is exactly the same as a regular spear. Plus one strength, minus three, uh, minus three D3 damage. I think that's the same as a regular spear. Yeah, sure is. But there's yeah, a special rule for it. What is it? Oh, a model with this relic can shoot and charge in a turn in which it advanced or fell back. Perfection. Well done. Um, Picking up what I'm putting down, mate. Yeah, so that adds another layer of fun to that. Um, so falling back and shooting, especially with uh, what, it, what it equates to a very decent um, offensive profile on the gun, um, especially if you pack this guy in with, um, say, like I said before, the Alaris um, armor, so he has another shooting weapon as well. Um, he, can get a, he can get a bit of work done. He can clear an objective from like a, a five-man anything bar in, intercessors if it needs be. Yeah. And even then, he might be able to take that down between shooting and charging. I mean, two damage guns yeah. add up. Exactly right. Um, and charging for a fallback is is pretty premium as it is. Especially, it's it's, it's only one, one of the only things Custos doesn't have. Like you can't pay you can't pay to make a unit do that. No, it gives a unique dimension to Custodes, which always mm. means it will have some value. All right, and then the uh, stratagem zero CP. So we know already know this is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, uh, right. The eagles, the eagles strike. Use this stratagem in any phase when an enemy character unit is destroyed as a result of an attack made by a solar watch model from your army. The next time your opponent wishes to use a stratagem, they may spend they must spend one extra CP to use that stratagem. This uh, can only be used once per battle round. I love it. Jank. Yes. Jank for super days. Jank. Super jank. Have you have you found much use for it? Uh, I haven't gotten to use um, specifically the Solar Watch on the table yet, unfortunately. Um, that stratagem is very appealing. Um, my only concern, well, uh, but on the other hand, this is also kind of strength with the way Ninth Edition command points work, is that Custodians yeah. aren't really a sniping army. I feel like most of the time you're not killing characters till late game, but also mm-hmm. by the time it's late game, your opponent could be out of command points and then they get a command point back, because of course that's how yep. command points work now. But suddenly, like, they have one command point and everything is going to cost two. Like, well, so here's here's an interesting here's an interesting interaction for you, John. Mm-hmm. So let's say a Blood Angel Smash Captain makes contact with Trajan, um, swings into Trajan. You use some CP rerolls to keep Trajan alive with his three plus involved. Yeah. Trajan swings in, cuts that dude in half, spends zero CP, and now it's three CP for that guy to fight on death. Yeah, is that correct? Um, I would say so. Um, the one thing I would say is that I don't think Trajan gets a keyword. Of course, but yes. So he, he wouldn't be. Apologies, he, he, any shield captain in there do the same thing. I believe it would be three command yep. points for on death because uh, he's dead. And, the and let's just say your opponent used two CP for wings of fire, two CP for the real charge. He's only got two CP left. You spend zero for zero CP. You just made him unable to fight on death. Yep. I think that is and an incredible. Then, it's almost next time he comes in, back for a different stratagem, it's going to cost more. Exactly. And on top of that, that in this situation, it's a zero CP vect. And for that specific situation if your opponent doesn't have enough cp to do the thing they wanted to do um this is as good as vect but it's zero cp yeah. um, and it, it takes a lot more nuance to plan it out but i love it but there's going to be situations late game where this can be dominant because again you know it, it can be not even just vect it's you use no stratagems like if they, if they just have their yeah. one command point and you pop this then anything everything costs two you just don't get strategy uh, that turn stupendously good um so solar watch how you feel about solar watch uh, Solar Watch, I think, is the one that you most build the trait, or build the army around the trait. Mm. 
Yeah, I um, agree. Because you, you definitely, I think Solar Watch has a lot of play, but if you're doing it, you're taking a, a lot of rapid fire units like bikes and Aqualon Terminators. Um, you, I think Solar Watch has a lot of play, but you don't build a list and then decide on on Solar Watch. If you're exactly doing right. Solar it's Watch, really, you've known that the whole time. Hmm. It's really the infantry centric one, isn't it? Um, well, but I'm, sorry, not only infantry. It's it's the it's the non vehicle one. So to speak. yeah, none of There's, the vehicles are really vehicle. benefiting from this. Yeah, vehicles get zero percent gain from this, but all the bikes and all the infantry get a lot of mileage. Mm -hmm. um, next one's emissaries in Paratus. Uh, Imperatus, probably. Uh, Waller trait, voice of the Emperor. Cool. When you're within nine of this Warlord friendly Imperium units, can you just Warlord's leadership add three to the range of this Warlord's aura abilities? This has already been added to the traits or ability. So, an interesting interaction there straight off the bat there is the five plus plus invuln aura from um, the. Is it Vexilus? Yeah, Defensor, which uh, affects Imperium models. Naturally, Custodes get no benefit from that. They've already got better invuln than that as it is. Um, but on top of this, they get to use his, his leadership as well. I think that's pretty saucy. Yeah, it's that's definitely this is the second one that is really soupy. Because mm. um, you know it affects because obviously this warlord trait, you know, at, using the leadership of Exodus character doesn't help other Exodus. They're all high leadership, but really exactly right. See, if you want to go soup, this is another one that's very much going to be beneficial, mm. especially on that Vexel, like you pointed out. Yeah, huge. I think it's a huge gain there. Like that guy just exponentially gets better because now he's got a 12 inch aura, five plus invulnerable save. And yeah, because one of the issues there was that they changed the wording on that because it used to be uh, units in range. I think they'll leave now they change it to models in range. Oh. And then that became a, a big issue. Um, all right. The Relic Vexilla Dominatus, a models with a Vexilla Defensor only. Oh, what did we just talk about? Oh, it's almost like we read this. Excellent. It's almost like we read this ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> it replaces the uh, Vexilla Defensor. Um, whilst they're within six of this model, this Relic, you can reroll failed morale test for friendly Imperium infantry and Imperium bike units. Uh, whilst they're within six of a model with this Relic, friendly emissaries Imperatus models count as three models for the purpose of obsec, essentially. So that second one. It's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. The second part of that um, is really the strong part, I think. I was about to say, the first part of that, it's it's okay. Look, the, the first thing almost supersedes that in, in in value. But the second part of that, wow, that's that changes, that, that puts a lot of maths and a lot of um, things on their heads. Mm -hmm. So if you had a three if you had a three man custodies unit on an objective, that's fifteen dudes. I can't I can't run a ten man guard unit, double move a ten man guard unit onto that objective and take it from you. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Yep. That's a very big deal, especially if you were going first in a mission these days. Oh, yeah. I, I can think of a lot of scenarios where that would be just incredible. I like yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, I'm I'm not seeing I mean the Waller trade obviously doesn't doesn't inspire you to take a mono custodes list, inspires you to take some soup. Yeah. So maybe what we're talking about here is a, a dual battalion. Maybe you've got um, some a patrol of something and a patrol of custodes, and the patrol of custodes, you know, got a couple of three man custodes units holding down the fort mm -hmm. and some other stuff push some bikes push out or whatnot. I would really but like I think there's sounds with this. I, uh, yeah, man. There you go. Actually, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Because then you've got, you've got the custodes sitting, holding back, holding the four down, all the, all the sirens rain down on them. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. And maybe you have one big chunky unit of Aquilin or um, Alaris Terminators. Yeah, you can do a lot of things. Um, Empress Hand, do you want to read out the strat? I would love to. Use this stratagem in any phase when an emissary's apparatus unit from your army is chosen to shoot or fight with. Until the end of that phase, when resolving an attack made by a model in that unit, ignore any negative hit roll, wound roll, and armor penetration characteristic modifiers. And any benefit to the saving throws or rolls of cover for that attack. So no modifiers to hit, no modifiers to wound. You always use the AP, screw you salamanders, and no cover. 
So I'm I'm going to lay the hard questions on you because I try and do that. Mm-hmm. How does this interact with something like, um, oh, geez, don't tell me I've forgotten the name of the, you forgot the strat now. Yeah, 2CP, only when beyond four pluses. Transhuman. How does this interact with transhuman? Does this negate it or does transhuman um, still supersede? I would say transhuman is going to supersede because it's any mm-hmm. negative hit roll or wound roll mod- modifiers. Transhuman does not modify the wound roll. Exactly. It's not that's a modifier. Gonna be, that's it's gonna just be straight up. Yeah, that's my TO answer there. Yeah, um, no, I, agree, I, agree, I agree with that. Um, um, but it's only one command point. It is absolutely right. Where do you see this getting the most mileage? Um, like you mentioned, I think that you're going to want a big brick of Terminators. Um, mm. Deep strike in. Um, because it, it's one command point. It's a very good one command point. But also it something is. like, um, you know, I think it's going to be best on Terminators, which already have like moderate AP. Because, you know, if you're on a on an AP4 Telemon, ignoring cover doesn't help that much. You're already AP4. Yeah. And no one ignores yeah. AP4. You know, like people ignore AP1. Like Salamander Sisters sometimes ignore AP2. Mm-hmm. No one really goes beyond that. Um, hit modifiers really only matter like the most on large weight of dice. Like minus one to yeah. hit on eight shots. You're hitting on threes or rolling ones, you're, you're still getting like six or seven hits. You know, it's one mm-hmm. point to save you one or two hits. That doesn't feel like that's fine, but that doesn't feel like spectacular. I'm yeah. more excited about this on maybe you do that ally detachment like you mentioned, and you've got like one big Terminator brick, like Aquan Terminators. And yeah. they drop in, it's a whole ton of shots. And if your opponent's got some kind of cheeky stuff, you're talking like Harlequins or Salamanders, like they put their sisters of battle in cover. And like, oh, I've got a two up save and I ignore your AP. Well, one command point, I'm actually getting work done. Hmm. I, so that that's, brings us to the end of the shield hosts. What are your, what are your thoughts on them overall as, as an addition to custodes? What do you think they've really added? So three want to be pure, two want to be soup. Um, it's really obvious, isn't it? You could have almost drawn that into the sections. Yeah, they, they really, they really could have divided them by that. I would have, I would have accepted it. Mm. Um, so what I think so far is that custodies actually probably want to be pure, and that's going to color how I'm choosing it. And how nice is it to just say those words, though? Yeah, it, it, this is new. This is something <laughs> I've not said in a while. Yeah, but I, I look at it. I look at custodies, and now maybe I don't have to be pure, but I don't want to invest a ton of my allies. I want to have like at least 1,500 points of custodies. And mm-hmm. at that point, I want things that buff custodies. So yeah, that exactly. simplifies my decision there. From that point, you're looking at, you're really just looking at how you like to play the game. I'm going to answer for me yeah. here, and how I like to play the game is playing the missions and being alive rather than killing things and getting killed faster. I would rather be alive later than kill more and also lose models faster. So for me, well, I, see- I immediately look at defensive buffs. Mm. I think you're on the I think you're on the right call there. Well, I'm of the opinion that custodes don't need a hell of a lot of help being killy, mm-hmm. especially. Well, the only thing they they might need help with is killing tanks, killing monsters and tanks, killing infantry, rank and file stuff that holds objectives. They don't need any assistance whatsoever. They, uh, they you don't need any any you don't need any buffs from Psychic Awakening to make you kill ten guardsmen better. Just, <laughs> you just do it. Just, we can do that. You know, want to. They just huff and puff and blow those dudes down. Um, but see, here's an interesting thing I'm looking at right now. If I was just to take all these dread hosts here and I put my arm over the top two thirds and just look at the stratagems, I think that's how I would go about it. Those there's there's th- three stratagems here that fundamentally change the way you want to play with them. That being, of course, um, golden light of the Moriades, whatever mm-hmm. the deep strike and three d six charge. Absolutely. Um, the eagles eagle strike. That'll be a big implement in, in how you want to go about things. And what was the other one? The other one was um, Shield of Honor. Naturally, that being a soup option. Um, 
But I, I can you can almost just look at those, pick the one you want, and then look at the little tech pieces, the wall of trade and the and the relics, and think about how you're going to use still, them. Um, we're still ignoring Grim responsibility, though. Oh, apologies. Yeah, I missed it because it's on a different page. On a different At least page. that's my excuse. <laughs> um, so what stands out to you about Grim Responsibility over the others? Um, that stratagem is always going to be useful. That, that's the way mm. I see it. Is that um, I look at... Uh, so if, if I was going to do a, a, a top ranking here, um, well, a little preview here. Um, I'm mostly between <laughs> Dreadhost and, um, between Dreadhost and uh, Shadowkeepers. And... Yep. Dreadhost makes you more likely to pass the charge, but also sometimes mm-hmm. you fail the charge. And yeah, sometimes you're just going to fail anyway. Like sometimes there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. And, you know, I play Genius Thurkult sometimes. I, I accept that there's no amount of modifiers that makes a charge auto. auto. You can't do it. Yes. <laughs> battle, but like it. I, I'll find a way, you know, 3d6 plus 3, I failed that. Like, I'll find a way. Yes. Yep. Yep. So yep. I always look at it as you can, you can spend a command point and have it come up empty. And mm. Grim Responsibility, if you're using it, it has a strict effect. Yeah, it's always yeah, you're actually right. It's always gonna be of value. And there are very few matchups where it does nothing. Yeah. It's useful against tough it's useful against what strength three, five, six, and ten on a normal custodian. And mm. then against um, you know, like a, a toughness seven vehicle, it's useful against strength four or yes, strength absolutely. eight. Or yep. seven. So and, seven. and seven, yeah. You with uh with toughness five and toughness seven, you're now covering every strength weapon three, four, five, six, mm. seven, eight. It's yeah, you you're actually you're absolutely right. Um it could it could be the most useful, most prevalent one, actually. I mean, because let's face it, um the golden light one for Dreadhost, you you use it once a game. Yep. Um Grim Responsibility, you use it every turn. <laughs> couple of times one, couple times every turn. All one command point. And you know what? If you're doing yep. two detachments, maybe Maybe you mix in a little bit of both, but mm. um, as a custodians player, I don't want to take that risk that my 400 point unit just fails a charge that I was banking on, and then yeah. it's not on the table. Then I spend a command point, and sometimes I still fail. I like to avoid that feels bad kind of moment. Here's a, a little rabbit hole I'm starting to go down with my thinking on ninth edition command points. Mm-hmm. So every turn, every command phase, we know we generate one command point. Yep. I've been talking to some mates, and with on a lot of thinking where you that that command point's banked. That that one command point you get, that's not a flex command point. That's your banked command point. That's your command point that you always know what's going to do. E.g., you're playing knights. That is your every turn's rotate. That's my rotate every turn. Is my free CP every turn. So I always know I've got the bank that I started with. Um, and it's just one less out of that bank every turn. Um, I feel like that's what Grim Responsibility is for Custodes. If, if you take Shadow Keepers, yep. your free CP every turn is your free Grim Responsibility. Every single opponent's shooting phase, you pop a Grim Responsibility. And you just have that banked in the back of your head that you're going to six turns, Grim Responsibility in opponent's shooting phase, and then flex, chuck it in the fight phase when you need to. Absolutely. I would do that. Like I would, I would honestly, anytime it's affecting the, the wound value, I use it. This is one command point, and I like my models to be alive. Yep. <laughs> It's so impactful. You can have a significant percentage impact on your opponent's output. Mm-hmm. Just one CP. I think it's great. Um, so we're we're done with the dread hosts. And <laughs> how far are we into this bad boy? We are thirty five minutes in. Uh, pittance. A pittance. There's a drop in the ocean for gents of our of our talkability. Um, I just invented a word there, but that's that's what we do here. We invent things. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. 
Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. <laughs> All right, what's the stratagems? So uh, first one, one CP, 10,000 heroes. Use your stratagem on Adeptus Codus character model from your army. That's not your warlord. Get an extra warlord trait. It's sprinkled in. We're, we're going to be touching on some of these in more detail, and some of these will skim over. Some of these are literally actually just poured overs from Space Marines. Like um, this next one, Ancient Artifice, which is uh, half damage on a Dreadnought. We don't really need to talk about it. We know what it's done. It does same with um, 2CP Arcane Genetic Alchemy. That is Transhuman Physiology. Now, I'm just going to capsulate those three and load all three in a gun and shoot them at you, John. Um, do those fundamentally change a lot for Custodes? Yes. So the biggest thing is that they're all different names than Space Marine ones. Uh, so mm -hmm. one, if you soup, you can do both in the same turn. Two, exactly. yep. okay. um, you get half damage on the Dreadnought, not minus one, because this is like the old Space Marine one that didn't get yes. FAQ'd, and this has not been FAQ'd. And that means half damage. Because it's not broke as a joke having five other layers yeah, of efficiency added in like from my hands. You don't also pass off wounds, and you, you can't get a five <laughs> yeah. on this as well. So like, yeah. I think it ends up being a lot more balanced for Custodes than it was for Iron mm -hmm. Hands. But this unlocks... All of the four drill dreadnoughts. All of them. Oh, absolutely. All of them. The Telemon looks so much better with this involved. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. Um, any any mileage for transhuman? Um, with toughness five and the ability to minus mm. one strength, like you keep it in mind, but also you're not expecting to bank on it. Um, one thing is that it's two command points. I can do mm. minus one strength twice instead of transhuman. Exactly, and they need exactly. to be strength eleven for, like, you know, because if they're wounding on threes, I normally don't do it. I normally do save transhuman yeah. for wounding on twos. You get yep. more impact out of it. Something has to be strength eleven for uh, it not to just be automatically tapped by a grim responsibility, and then yeah. down to threes. So, yep. or or their combination of their strength six or better with plus one to wound, yeah. um, and then in that case, yeah. like maybe transhuman starts to shape up that, that with some things um, like that's like you know it's good to have in the pocket because you can have quite a few command points with custodies hmm. but i i have in most games i find i haven't used it hmm. and the only thing i'm thinking of right now is like riser plasma cataphrons i was like maybe um, yeah. and you know what they've got enough shots like unless you've got a huge unit maybe you're just dead anyway like i don't know yeah, yeah, how yeah. much mileage you get from that if like you've yeah um next one is uh eternal Penitent. Use, that's one CP. Use this stratagem uh, before the battle. Select one Adeptus Custodes Dreadnought unit from your army. Increase the uh, unit's attacks characteristic by one. You can reroll charge rolls made for that unit. Each Adeptus Custodes Dreadnought in your army can only be selected this once. So one CP to give plus one attack and reroll charges. Essentially, like it, it's pseudo making them a character, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not a character. They don't get a character keyword, but you just you're, you're buffing a dread. Yep. And let's uh, um, let's just put a pin on that with Dreadhost with that more accurate charge out of Deep Strike. Being able to reroll yes. it, let's just let's yes. keep that in mind. Yeah, so now you now with that plus a CP, two of those guys come in reserve. If you had three of them dream striking, mm -hmm. now get just just get the charge. Like it's or or very 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 likely. Um, I think that's pretty saucy. Uh, one of the things I will go back to the 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 um the golden light, the dread host one. The best thing I like about that is there's no range restrictions. You can deep strike these guys all over the damn board. Like and they all just get the same buff. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I should have said that before. Um, two CP Avengers of the Machine Spirit. We've already seen this one. This is poured over from Space Marines. Um, whenever a vehicle pretty much dies, um, it's back the game right now. Sorry, uh, there are no models in the game that have power of the Machine Spirit at the moment. 
Yes, this is going to be interesting. Yep. Um, so right now, this does nothing. But this does nothing. Hopefully, and that eventually someone notices that. Someone yes. in a position to change it notices that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a great. This is one. This is a great worded stratagem. Two CP Slayer of Nightmares. Slayers of Nightmares. Oh Fantastic. Uh, use this stratagem in the fight phase when Adeptus Custodian unit from your army is chosen to fight with until the end of that phase when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit against a unit with a higher toughness characteristic than your own. You can add one to the wound roll. Tell me a story. Tell me that's not great. Um. So it's not bad, but the reason I don't think it's as good as it sounds is that. You can just get, if you have uh, the spears, there's a, a stratagem in the basic book, one command point plus one wound with spears. Plus one wound, yeah. So it only really affects units that don't have spears, which are like bikes, which if you've got a big blob of bikes, toughness six, you charge a vehicle, toughness seven, this is a good two command yeah. points. Um, I was literally about to say, it's uh, the biggest biggest thing is for bikes, yeah? Bikes is the biggest one, because they've got the rear roll the wound on top of that, so you get more value out of plus one wound. Exactly. Uh, the foot guy is not as big. And then um, nothing really has a higher toughness than the Telemon combat. So <laughs> we don't worry about that one. That's right. You run into that, was it a named uh, Great Unclean one? I think that might have been legended now if you run into him with the <laughs> toughness so. 9, toughness 10. You're in, he's in for a world of hurt. All right. One CP, next one, Fortress of Willpower. Use this stratagem in your opponent's psychic phase. Adeptus Cuss unit from your army is selected to target a psychic power. Um, you can, that was successfully manifested. Roll on a 1d6. Adding one to the result if that unit is a Custodes Warden squad. Um, and on a four plus, it was negated. So, only issue here, um, you can't use it against buffs. You can't use So, a lot of other ones, things like the Iron Hands or the um, uh, Black Templar one, you can just do it to anything. Uh, you want to buff yourself or you want to, um, you know, give yourself rerolls to hit or whatever, you know, four plus, turn it off. Um, this one's limited by it has to be a target, so usually it has to be like a, a, either a damaging or a debuffing thing, yeah? I am going to put a small caveat on that that makes me feel a little bit better about it. If those yep. the Eldar players do a 36-inch range jinx, still stop it. Because it has no range, it has no range attached to it. Yep, it's no range attachment. That's fantastic. Just something to make me feel better about that. A long-range psychic spell, you can still deny it. That's, yeah, that's actually really cool. Jinx, Doom, yeah, fantastic. Um, one CP, do you want to read this one? Uh, Indomitable Engines. Indomitable Engines. I would love to read that one. Use this strategy in any phase when Adeptus Custodes' vehicle model from your army would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound. Roll on D6 on a 5-up, that wound is not lost. And then for the rest of the phase, you do the same thing. Pretty simple. Uh, we, we've seen that from Space Marines before um, and some other uh, factions. Uh, but it's good because... Custodies kind of have that six up feel no pain against mortal wounds in the psychic phase anyway. However, this is not just the psychic phase, it's all phases, and the vehicles never got that rule. Yeah. So this is so, I think Haywire Jet Bikes, Harlequins. I was about to say the Haywire bikes. Either the only other only other thing I could think of you using this for would be let's say someone ran a, a knight into you and blew up. Like oh, one of your three three ladies or like those words. <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I like it i think it's just a good addition to have yeah it's a good toolkit one you know you remember you have it there's going to be games that matters and you're glad you have it then you want to pick up the next one as well man i'd uh, love to uh superior fire patterns we're starting to get into the interesting stratagems the ones that really make me happy uh you just yeah. in your shooting phase when adeptus custodius infantry that did not advance is chosen to shoot with until the end of that phase models in that unit make double the number of attacks with rapid fire and pistol weapons What's very amusing is that there's not a lot of pistols in the codex 
But if we talk about Ford World yes. later, this is going to come up. One combined yes. point, double number of shots. So this might be even better than a shoot twice because they can't be pulled out of range. You can just, exactly right. Like you, and like if you want to just, you don't get to see the result of the first and then do the second volley. But also, you can't shoot someone out of range, and then you can't fire the second volley. So one command point for double the number of shots, it's such a good value. Yes, I agree. Um, and we've seen things of this ilk in other codexes. Space Marines have one of the same, of a similar way you go to rapid fire two with your uh, bolt rifles, but it's two CP on, on a worse gun. These guys are, had the same profile, strength four minus one, but they're two damage, mm -hmm. and you double the shots. So, uh, I think... And it's half the command points. I think this is just good. It's oh, just it's just value. This is another one. Uh, if I'm not doing grim responsibility, I'm doing this one every turn. <laughs> every turn, yeah. Um, all right, next one, Emperor's Auspice. This is oh. – I can't I, I can't state how unique and flavorful and incredible this is. I use this stratagem in any phase. Any phase. I'll say that again, any phase. Any phase. Uh, when an Adeptus Custodes unit from your army is chosen as the target of an attack, until the end of that phase when resolving attack against that unit, your opponent cannot re-roll any dice for that attack. I love it so much. And this to me, this feels more impactful than transhuman when you get to that point. When you get Same. to the point where you're Same. using it. Because um, there, there's a couple of things in the game right now that are both extremely popular and really bad for Custodes. This... This is your answer. This uh, tilts it back in your favor, doesn't it? Grab weapons. Oof, yeah. Make oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make the grab weapons minus one strength. Mm. Wound on fives, no and then no, from fours full rerolls. And then no rerolls. They no do re nothing. They just bounce, surely. Yeah, and, and no rerolls. They're Especially. hitting you on fours. You know, you've got a fact yeah. round, I hope. Yeah. Um, now, this, this is one. Also, um, Death Guard with uh, their mortal wound output. Uh, they rely on that warlord trait so much that gives them reroll the wounds. So, think about this. Mm -hmm. You remember how we were talking about the the dread host, yeah. the shield of honor, that makes people shoot that one dude. Yep. And then you make it so no one gets rerolls against that one dude. Yep. <laughs> That's so good. Um, the one I was thinking about is a little bit more. Uh, you, conventionally, you would just think about things like chapter masters, like you nerf your chapter master. But what about something like uh, master artisans? This would just wholly negate that too yeah, yeah. you don't you don't get reroll anything if you if you just plant like a big terminator unit and and like characters big terminator mm. unit and characters are just like yep no rerolls minus one to hit yep and now and if you minus one strength yep and if you do not kill this if you do not kill this unit of terminators this turn you are getting absolutely swamped so good mm -hmm. um blood games so veterans you'll take it. that one absolutely use a strategy in the shooting phase Select one of the custodes unit from your army that contains five or less models for one, or if it's six or more, you can use two command points. Until the end of that phase, a six to hit automatically scores a hit and successfully wounds the target. I was paraphrasing a little bit there, but in the shooting phase, just every six to hit automatically wounds. Mm. Now there's a there's a double trigger here. There's one CP for a unit of five or, mm -hmm. or less guys and two CP for six or more, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. But super strong. Yeah, where do you see the mileage here? Um, five Aqualon Terminators, which yep. is the unit size I take to get around coherency problems and also just for the and blast um, problems. And, yeah. Two command points. This unit deep strikes with their Stormbolters in range and puts out 40 shots and it takes to hit automatically wounds. And it's only strength five. So if you're shooting at a vehicle, I get it. Strength five into a vehicle, it's tough six or better. doesn't always feel great. But now 40 mm. shots, if you get... Eight, six, seven, seven or eight hits. 
seven or eight wounds just from the sixes. And then you've got everything else that probably also hits your custodian on two rerolling one. Yeah. Then you get to roll yeah. the wound with all of those. So yes, it feels one. very nice. Um, other units, um, it doesn't say non-vehicle. So if you are a brave madman like myself who runs an Orion dropship, think <laughs> like 26 shots a turn, might be 28, yep. 26, 28, puts out a lot of shots, one command point for exploding sixes. I'll do that more than once. It's also a really good way to make your bikes that all of that I know everybody in the entire world built with hurricane bolters do something meaningful against a vehicle oh, or something yeah. with tough five yeah, or five, better. five bikes with hurricane bolters. Ugh, so yeah, capacity. you get to what seventy two. Exactly right. Yep. No, sixty, sixty. Still a lot. Many shots. Um, I think a yeah. lot of custodies units naturally kind of gravitate towards being a, a five man unit. I think five man is pretty decent. You don't really need to go more than that with any of the stuff that they have here. And so just getting that for one command point, it feels really good. There's a lot of units that can put out a lot of weighted shots and you start to really like this. Or if you ever just need a little bit of extra punch, you know, uh, something like yep. uh, you're shooting maybe Alaris custodians who have a one command point to shoot characters. Mm, oh, oh yeah. Like if oh. you want to make sure you just you pop two command points, and if you're shooting well, yeah, something you, like Death Guard where it's toughness five, just getting the auto wound is so big. Or like going for a Demon Prince or Call or something, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of just high priority targets where, like, if you're going to spend a command point to snipe them, you want to make sure you're killing them. You're going to put you might, yeah. you into getting a little bit extra mm. damage. I think this is really might funny. as well. All right, next one. One CP Archaeotech Munitions. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when Adeptus Custodes unit from your army is chosen to shoot with till the end of that phase when resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon with a damage characteristic of D6 by a model with that unit. Well, one additional D6 and discard one of the dice. So this is add, essentially adding the melter rule, isn't it? It's But it has no range so broken until you find the unit with D6 damage. Yes, which is what? <laughs> what actual unit has D6 damage? Is it uh, the Telamon? Nope, Telamon has flat three. That is, isn't it? What has D6 damage? Uh, the Land Raider. Okay. And, and there's the Melter guns on the special Forge World uh, Custode Guard dudes. Yeah, there's the, the Pyrothite Spears build. They're already Melter. So, like, if you're. It gives You've the got Melter already. I mean, you technically you roll three at D6, take the highest. <laughs> like, if you want to be thoughts about it. And then there's, yeah. there's a weapon that goes on, on the bikes, the Forge World bikes. And then the salvo launcher. So there's a couple very specific units that can get it, mm -hmm. but it has to be a very specific unit. And none of those right yes. now are super popular units. So I, I hesitate to say that this is great, but if you happen to put those units in the list, I think the salvo launcher bikes could make sense or the melty gun troops, the uh, pirate yeah. spears. If you happen mm -hmm. to fit those in the list, suddenly the stratagem actually becomes pretty valuable um yeah you know it melta melta is not bad people try to get in, in melta range for a reason um so one yeah, well, point it's cute when it comes up and i don't think it's going to come up for most people because there's so few units mm -hmm. that use it but if you happen yeah. to bring those units it's going to do some work it's just it's like you take some of those uh special forge world guys with the melter spears and for one cp and putting them in reserve they become the most expensive scion command squad of all time <laughs> that's that's why i wanted to buy scions <laughs> yeah uh next one one cp oramite and adamantium 
Uh, use the stratagem in any phase when an Adeptus Custodes terminate a unit uh, from your army selected as the target of an attack until the end of that phase. When resolving an attack against that unit, an armor characteristic of minus one or minus two is resolved as zero. Hot! I love it. So many things, and they, they inherently have a two-up save because custodies. Yeah. Um, so many, like, you just tell your opponent, like, shh, no. Think of, <laughs> think of possessed that no longer yes. total wounds because they lost whatever that Vigilist stuff was called. You can mm. put 20 possessed into a, a Terminator unit. I might take those odds. Like, I get it, I'll roll some ones, but uh, am I rolling 12 ones to lose the whole unit? Eh, I don't know about mm. that. I don't know if I'm rolling 12 ones. You got to do 72 wounds to me. I don't know if you're getting there. One command point. It's it's so legit. It's not funny. No, it's um, fantastic. Alaris Terminators have long been my favorite unit in the in the Custodes army. So, um, both, both because I love the models and I love all the tech and crazy things you can do with them. Are, are and now just making them. Can I mention points? Yeah, sure. Alaris Terminators went down in points. With Yeah, with the, uh, the spears, didn't they? 65 points a model. Such a bargain. 30 points cheaper than a bike for the same wounds. Same, uh, you're one less toughness. Um, just about as good in combat. You lose the reroll wounds, but you get access to a plus one to wound stratagem. Um, oh, yeah. and you get this kind of defense. Ignore it if you want to. I just, I just need to quantify for people. This is a unit that can split into separate units. This is a unit that can snipe characters. It can turn off Overwatch. It can tangle foot. It can pile in and consolidate towards characters instead of towards the closest enemy unit. It can, you can jank this thing you can, to levels that only Yuna, old Yunari could dream. Yeah, you know, also make a, uh, all the guns coming in minus one strength. Yeah, you dead or with no rerolls or rerolls. If you, you want to make a unit survive for one turn. Like, if you just go on the center objective and you're like, I need to hold this for one turn, you can drop some command points and it will live. Yes, it will live. There's no, no way. The only way only way you're going to get through, like, Alaris Custodes when your, your opponent doesn't want you to is having, like, 10 smites. Literally, that's bad. Yeah, but with smite changes, good luck. Exactly right. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be a thing. Custodes, another reason I love Custodes right now. Mm-hmm. All right, next one for you, if you want to read it, Fraternity of Heroes. I would love to. Use the stratagem at the end of your opponent's charge phase. Select one Adeptus Custodes unit. Again, not infantry. This is any unit. And that is more than one inch away from any enemy models. That unit immediately performs a heroic intervention, as if it were a character, but must finish that move within one inch of one or more enemy units. I'm going to point out something very subtle here. Everyone is used to, if you're within three inches of something, you can then mm-hmm. perform a heroic intervention. This skips past that, and you just perform the heroic. That means that you can hit something 3.99 inches away, not 3 inches away. Oh, yep. You know, sometimes people think an extra inch doesn't matter, but trust me, that one inch can make a difference. <laughs> Absolutely. No one's going to complain about no an extra inch. No one complains inch. about an extra inch. If you, when you have to move around one of your own models just to get into range, that's a big deal. An extra inch matters. Yeah. Um, and it's... Now they have to, and everyone has to measure four inches out instead of three inches out. This is just one of those things. You're not trying to gotcha someone with this. This is, you Mm. tell them in their charge phase, like as soon as they're about to do their charge rolls, like, oh, did you know about this stratagem? What does it do? And they're like, you just, it lets me heroic. And like, all right, three inches. I'm like, oh, let me, let me just be nice here. Four Mm. inches. Just make it a daunting prospect to do what they wanted to do. And you, custodians end up clustered so much because they've got really good aura buffs that you're almost always going to be near each other. And between that and stooping dive can be really easy to just suddenly get more in. Like if you're trying to pick off one custodial unit, 
you could suddenly end up with three in combat with you. I just love the the polarity change of it's your opponent's charge phase. They're the aggressor. And then, no, the custodes are still the aggressor in oh, your yeah. opponent's charge phase. We're still it's just, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm not done with you yet. Like, come on. Uh, all right stratagems what do you think i mean i I don't think so offensively they're good but defensively the stratagem there are actually game-changingly incredible from my point of view i think the best part is that of all of the stratagems we talked about there is one of them that we actually care about that's not one command point so many of yes yes double tap Mm. one command point ignore if you wanted to one command point. The previously mentioned minus one strength, one command point. Heroic intervention, one command point. All of this minus is just one command point. I think the Emperor's Auspice, the ignore rerolls, I think is going to be the only two command point stratagem I really want to spend with this. Yeah. But, yep. you know, should we mention Trajan's FAQ? Should we mention that? Lay it on me. All right. Yeah, so the moment shackle has been changed. You no longer refund a D3 command points. You now, once per game, pick one stratagem and it costs zero. Zero CP. Zero. And there's a couple of there's a there's a really chunky three pointer that everyone built their armies around, which was the teleport homer. But there's also there's also now just so many value picks for that now. It's it's yep. it's actually ridiculous how much value there is in the strategies it for custodes. Absolutely is. It's very strong. Mm. All right, moving on. Lords of the Shield Host. Would you want to explain to me how this works, man? Of course. So this is uh there's one more strategy here. It's a captain commander. And you pick one shield captain model from your army. Not a, not anyone, just a shield captain, which I'm going to clarify now. Trajan is not a shield captain. Um, <laughs> have one shield captain commander trait from the list to the left, and you give it to that model. So basically you buy a totally not a warlord trait, an extra warlord trait, from a specific yes. list for one shield captain once per game. So nothing's free. You just one command point, get a trait, tack it onto your commander, and uh, you're your shield captain, and he becomes captain commander. And uh, let me tell you, you're doing this every game. I uh, you you absolutely do. There is no scenario where you do not use one of these, other than you didn't put a shield captain in the list. And then yeah. you're wrong, and that's fine. You know, we some people do this for love. But if you want to make the right choice, you do this every time. <laughs> if you want to be correct, <laughs> love it. All right, first one, um, Slayer of the Unclean. Mm-hmm. Sweet name. When resolving an attack made by this model on an unmodified wound roll of six, double the damage characteristic of the weapon. Um, So this is an attack. This does not say fight phase, shooting phase, ranged weapon, melee weapon, and attack. Attack. So what we were talking about before about, you know, well, now he's got two damage hurricane bolters. And what were you saying about the salvo launcher before as well? Uh, The salvo launcher, um, you know, on a six to wound, obviously becomes, you know, the D6 plus one damage. But if you combine mm-hmm. that with uh, certain shield hosts, as we described previously, you can be minus one to someone safe. Woo-hoo. That's saucy. Uh, you want to do the next one? Um, I could, but I just want to call something out real quick. It's an unmodified six, so all of the pluses don't matter. But look for the guys mm-hmm. who can re-roll to wounds. Oh. Look for the bike. Oh, look at the bike. The bike. Yes. Rerolls to wounds. Just look at that guy. That's nice. Nice. Uh, on the spear, on the charge, yeah? Yep, on the spear, on the charge, he rerolls the wound, and he also has the hurricane bolter. It's all in one, that's the bike one. <laughs> Does the bike have it rerolls all wounds? So you could could you fish for the sixes, even if you've wounded on a two plus? I believe it is failed wounds, because it's an older book. Um, yeah. But I, I normally am content to accept the D3 when I've got it. But uh, let's hit the yeah. next one. Swift as the eagle, add one to the advanced and charge rolls made for this model, 
and add one to the move characteristic of this model. It's cute. It's like, that's a good thing. I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's not as good as other things you can take, but yeah. it's still pretty good. I mean, that's the one you take on the, the solar watch guy who's got the everyone advances and shoots, yeah? Um, I mean, that's that's an obvious pairing there just to speed up a guy who's already wanting to be on the move. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, next one, strategic mastermind. Uh, whilst this model is on the battlefield, you can roll 1d6 for each command point. Uh, you spend uh, to use a stratagem on a 5+, plus. that command point is refunded. You can only get one back uh, per battle round. CP Custodes. And Custodes didn't have. Never had it before, except outside Trajan. Um, and look, they are... They are a, a, a thirsty CP army of an ilk of Harlequins. You know, <laughs> they will get they will get expenditure on offense and defense equivalent to how many CP you're willing to put out. And with, so I think that's never going to be a bad choice. No, I think if you ever get to a point where you're not choosing one, just go back and take this. Like exactly right. Can, I can see arguments to take other ones instead of this, but I can't mm -hmm. see an argument to not take one because if you get one command point back, you're done. And we talked about before all the different stratagem custodians have. They may not all be necessary, but trust me, if you've got the command points, you will find something to spend them on. To spend them on. I was about to say, you never even like be like, oh, I had five command points. I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> exactly. You're never going to be like, oh, I've got all these. Look, just how many command points I've got. What's that meme with Adele holding all their Grammys? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> somebody do that up with a custode's head on it. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, Next one, Bane of Abominations, also okay. a sweet name. When resolving an attack made by a model against uh, this model, um, against an enemy model, uh, monster, or a vehicle unit, you can reroll the wound roll. I'm not sure about this one, seeing as if you, if you had a spear on the charge, you already get this buff. I mean, I guess on a foot slogging guy, this does, it is better, I guess. It is, but then you have to take a foot slogging guy. Um, yeah. Again, I'll point out that it's just an attack, could be shooting or melee, but I don't yep, think any of the characters have enough guns without taking other buffs to be as good at killing monsters. Yeah, you need to layer so, another two or three You need to layer two or three things on top of that, and I don't think it's going to end up being worth it. But that doesn't make it mm -hmm. bad. I think it's just a good option next to great ones. And uh, I think I'll leave it at that. All right, I'm going to call this next one the Mark Perry, because it's called Indomitable Constitution. Um, two, to the, <laughs> two to the wound characteristics of this model. Yeah, it's nice. You could add two wounds to the guy who's minus one to wound and has damage. Oof. Is that we're issue talking about the same guy, right? Yes, this one dude. This, yeah. Okay. If you want to make sure this is all one dude. It's all one dude. <laughs> this is just one guy. He's, his name is Mark Perry now. Mark Perry is shield character, Mark Perry. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh master of really whilst this model is within one of any enemy units that contains six or more models uh add plus two attacks that's cute um i feel like everyone's kind of gravitating away from six model units so like mm, exactly yeah and like if i'm going up against an orc horde is two extra attacks the problem no no it's not so, gonna change it anyway um i like what they're trying to do i just think they missed this next one this is, is my uh, both my favorite one and the favorite named one. So you want to hit it? Absolutely. This is the Unstoppable Destroyer. When this model piles <laughs> in, it can move up to D3 plus three inches and can end the move closer to enemy any enemy model within that distance of this model. So not the closest. It just has to be closer to a enemy model, not closer to the closest enemy model. So everyone knows all the, the jank that came... What is it? The, the Iron Hands wall of trade? Wisdom. Was, yeah. Uh, everyone knows the jank. Six inches away, yeah. Um, student of history. Student of history. That was the one. Student of history. Um, everyone knows the jank and crazy stuff you could yeah. do with that when you weren't restricted by which direction you pile in. Yep. Um, this model does the same thing on the Consolidate, just so we're clear. This, That's the pilot. This, this is really good. Both. 
So this yes. is better, I think, because it's on the pylon and to consolidate. It's it's going to be so hard to stop this guy. And all well, yeah, it's, it's, he's he's, aver- he's averaging a ten inch move um, in the fight phase wherever he wants. And, and just closer to any enemy mod is like, well, you have that uh that thunderfire in the corner. I'll just go closer to him. Closer to that one, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, but the and, you know, have to be closer to anyone. So the pilot, yes, you just you move D three plus three closer to an enemy model somewhere. The consolidate you, wherever your heart desires. And you just do this in your opponent's uh, turn, and then you just slingshot. Are uh, you on a you're on a bike as well? Are you, how, how, how far does a bike move? Um, Fourteen. You slingshot twenty four inches into your opponent's lines. Why you? This is my favorite one. Um, I, this is my favorite. I started off with the the double damage on sixes because the reroll mode. Mm. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, and it is. It is very cool. But the more I played with it, the more I like this one better. I have this. I have this philosophy with armies of the ilk of. I guess. I guess I'm talking Harlequins and um, Custodes here. Even the Harlequins have nowhere near the durability of of Custodes. Um, I've on the ilk that those two armies and armies of the, their eliteness don't need help killing things. They need help being janky. Yep. And doing doing things that will. In, inhibit or prohibit or stop your opponent doing what they want to do and stuff like this is just adding a whole nother like toolbox of absolute craziness your opponent needs okay. to consider there's so much goodness that you add with this like i can't get enough of this uh, i can't get enough of it either. i was breaking my brain just thinking about the things i could get away with we do have a couple <laughs> I mentioned it. defiant to the last for each yep. wound that this model has lost increases its attacks characteristic by one to a maximum of three so you take a couple of wounds this guy gets mad he starts hitting even harder Feels like something yes. would have. Um, you know what? More attacks on custodies is never bad. I just bad. don't think that this adds anything dynamic. It's you get a couple of extra attacks with the character, and like, yeah, I mean, yeah, no one, no one complains about those things. I just don't know if that's what custodies was missing. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that most of the time, if one of my characters is being shot at by my opponent, oh, sorry, if, uh, uh, as, as a guy who shoots custodies, if I'm shooting a custodies character, I'm shooting that guy till he's dead. Yeah. There's no because he's just as killy on one wound and will will do horrible things to me. Absolutely. So if I, if I'm able to shoot him, I've got to shoot that guy till he's gone. So I'm not sure how much mileage you get here. I would just think close combat. You know, you start dancing with people, they fight back. You, you get even killier. Uh, oh, Overwatch is you, you take a wound or two, and mm-hmm. oh well, now it's getting worse. Um, <laughs> you know, I it, I can see some use for this. It just it it doesn't add a new dimension to the army, and because yeah. we're already good at the one dimension they had before. The problem was yeah. that I had one dimension. I had one um, very good dimension. No, yeah, no. that just wasn't enough in so many cases. So I really think that they're just going to be looking elsewhere for Captain Commander traits than this one. Mm. All right, uh, last one, Inspirational Exemplar. Um, add three inches to uh, range auras on that on that model. Mm-hmm. Um, meh, compared to the other things you can get, I think yeah. that's the, probably one of the most individual ones. Yeah, I mean, considering it's only a shield captain, only mm-hmm. a shield captain, and the only aura ability that shield captains have is reroll wants to hit and like i get it like that's yeah. a good aura like you know i'm mm. complaining about it but like you you've got a shield captain already and you probably also have trajan and if you've got a vexla you're trying to stay in six inch range buffs anyway having one buff yeah. six and the other nine well, you still want to be with a six exactly so, all right so that actually that actually brings us to the end of for the content that was released in that we've we've, we've pulled an hour on it mm-hmm. uh, so we're gonna we're still gonna touch on the points we'll, we'll probably do about 15 20 minutes on the points but dude Overall, we're going to do a little rating system. Out of ten, how where do you think this puts Custodes into like the power rankings? Um, am I rating all... Custodes with this, or am I rating the supplement? 
this, well, sorry, custodes with this. So this is the meta right. um, ranking. So where, where do you think this puts them from where to where? All right. So if we're going out of 10, one out of 10? Yep. I'm going to say one's we're one's. going from, honestly, I think we're going from three to eight. Perfect. Yeah. Very, I, I very think perfect. that's, that's got to be like tied with the largest buff that anyone mm. got in Psychic Awakening. Them, Grey Knights, and Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah, I, I would say Adamek might have gone four to nine, but still, <laughs> yeah. this, this is this is still so big because Custodes was very much an underappreciated army, and by underappreciated, I mean you appreciated them correctly. That just wasn't a lot. Yeah, um, and of course, Harlequins is in that conversation as well for uh, the, the massive winners. For, yeah, massive I, I would I would agree with that. I would agree with everyone. It's not James Thurkle. Um, <laughs> did I say that? Uh, no, Custodes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say with this, they, they go to 8 out of 10. They're very much, a, they're a very good army right now, and the mm -hmm. progress is massive. And yeah. now you so in, in, use so many of the, the tricks and tools that you kind of just couldn't afford to earlier. It's so big. Yeah. So internally now, for, for Custodes, how well do you think this rounded out them as a faction? How, many, how much do you think this added to them? Um, I think this changed everything, honestly. Like this, you, the... Yeah. It's a new army, honestly, because of how it plays so differently. Um, I think the biggest thing is that custodies were inherently durable until they worked. Because sometimes you just hit the wrong situation. It's like, okay, I get it. Your toughness five and you've got a four up invuln. Well, here's 20 mm -hmm. AP2 damage to ones. Like you got shot by exactly. It's like, oh. yeah, yeah. And there was, it's, it was better. The real changing point where they didn't feel durable anymore was Space Marine, the Space Marine Codex, wasn't it? Until then, they felt like they were a, a durable army that just wasn't dynamic. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you remember well, that the Palladius oh, tanks existed, and then yeah, they got changed in September, the same month that uh, we got, uh, I don't know, a Space Marine Codex. <laughs> and then, yeah, they were just left kind of limping yeah. without, without a real purpose or direction, yeah? Yeah, why would you take a custodian when you could take Space Marine? Space Marine, yeah. For space less points. Don't ignore AP two and rerolls the wound. That's why. <laughs> yes. Oh god, they have so many things now that no one else has. It's just so exciting. They're custodians. All right, so that's that's going to wrap us up for this breakdown of the custodes and for Psychic Wing. So we're going to have an ad break. It's the first ad break I've ever done, so we're just going to go silent for whoever knows how long, and you'll hear an ad, and we'll jump back with the points changes. So um, catch us on the other side. We'll see you soon. All right, and welcome back. So, points changes for Adeptus Custodies. Now, we don't have a hell of a lot of time because me and me and Lennon like a, like a yak, and we are <laughs> we're so good talkers, I guess. I know it's amazing, uh, but we're we're going to talk and sort of talk about, I guess, the more movers and shakers, the things that have fundamentally changed points wise um, with what's been released for um, chapter approved for ninth edition. What are your perspectives here, mate? Okay, so as an overall picture. The story of the tale of the tape here is that it didn't change. Is that so many things didn't change? Mm -hmm. They changed by one or two points. It went down a couple yeah. points, up a couple points. It kind of washed out. Where every army was like getting that, like you know, a, a hefty ten to fifteen percent. Like across the board, everyone's two thousand point list, you know, was like two or three hundred points over. Everyone got that. Yeah. Custodies, some lists went down. Some went up fifty points. No one went up a hundred. Yes. The mm -hmm. lack of changes is so big. But I got to call out. Both Terminator units with certain loadouts went down in points. So that being the Alaris and the... The Alaris and the Forge Aqualon Terminators. Um, Alaris Terminators, at their cheapest, are 65 points. Aqualon, they're 80. And we already talked about some stratagems. 
just a couple minutes ago that affects Terminator specifically. But just we'll just keep that in mind. Terminator got better <laughs> and they got cheaper. And just to put this in perspective, guys, an Aquilin, Aquilin or a, a Laris Custode is essentially a space marine, a toughness five space marine captain. Um, has one less wound. It's got four wounds instead of five wounds. It's got, but it's got a, a two plus save base instead of a three plus save base, and the same four plus invuln, the same amount of attacks essentially. Like unless your blood angels or, or, or sorry, shock assault puts him over the top. But um, sixty five points. It seems like a freaking bargain, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a man right there. Like, that, that, that guy is a. You guys, tough. You're a cookie. <laughs> you don't want to dance with these guys. They're they're, they're mm. bigger than you are. So moving over to, I guess the mainstay units a lot of people thought of when they thought custodes were shield captains on bike and uh, Virtus Praetors. How have they changed? Uh, they went up five points. Um, I think by virtue of the weapon going up five, I think the base unit stayed the same. Um, five points is fine because it's still a little bit less than a normal ninety point unit would have gone up. Like, yep. So Virtus, Virtus Praetors were 80 points per model. Now they're 95. Um, but you're saying that's... Before. They because... were 90 before with the guns. Oh, of course. And, yep. and they went to 95. But also they changed the Salvo Launcher and the Salvo Launcher went down to 95. So now Hurricane or Salvo Launcher, you're just 95 points. And yeah, prefer the Salvo more for the, uh, more for the Hurricane. So that even yep. out about, but compared to everyone else, you're still sitting pretty... You're still sitting pretty... I, I think they're looking pretty nice, man. Um, and the shield captain in Dawning with Jet Black, he went up 15 points base, but we've already heard that the, the, both the salvo launch of the Hurricane and his spear are zero. So he's, is that 130, no, 175 points for just your, just your, your big, big bad boy on his very, very fancy bike. Yeah. Uh, that seems, he seems very well costed at 175. Yeah, I think he went up like 10, but he went up like in range with characters at that price point. Mm, so yeah. you're not complaining about it. And then, you know, the rest of the army did so well that it's not a deal breaker at all. I think you can still take one of these guys, no problem. And you want a shield captain for those captain commander traits. So yes. keep in mind the bike. Mm. Well, think about what you can give a, a shield captain now. So he's going to come with his amazing weapon. He's already amazing bike, amazing movement. And you can give him a relic, a waller trait, and a, a um, commander captain yep. buff. So he can just have three. On top of that, you can do things like Victor of the Blood Games. This guy can have so many layers of efficiency added onto him. It's actually a bit obscene. Oh, yeah. we're like It's fortunate that it's only one model because yes. <laughs> we're, getting to, we're getting to a Leviathan level of defense on this guy for the record. Yes. We can get this yeah, guy to a if we want to, we could do a nine wound toughness six three up invuln dude who is minus one to hit and is minus and halves damage. And then he rerolls a failed save every turn and then you command point reroll another failed save turn. Yes. It's like crazy. Something um, you just don't try. <laughs> exactly right. Uh so Talk to me about Forge World for a minute here. I don't have the. I didn't. I haven't had actually had a chance to track down the Forge World points. Tell me a story. Telemons. Tell me something. Telemons are two hundred and ninety points with the maximum most expensive output, which, for the record, I think is the best. And that's if you're looking at the double Arachnus Blaze cannons. Um, yep. No, I totally am not reading that off a sheet. What? Um, <laughs> that's so, and that, that's a slight increase. But when you look at yeah. a Leviathan that went up like 50 points, this used to be about mm. the same as a Leviathan. And that's because yeah. it's toughness eight, 14, one, two up, save with a six of Fiona Pain. It's a custodial mm. Leviathan. The custodial Leviathan is. went up like five or 10 points. 
and the normal one yes. and this one gets half damage uh, yes exactly right a true half damage a and true and, half and four or five other defensive buffs upon upon demand mm-hmm. almost everything okay. you mentioned those rerolls that went so strength none of that was infantry that was just <laughs> let's just keep that in mind right. uh my my beloved uh, and lovely flash gordon birdman how are they doing oh the venatari Funny you should mention that. Um, <laughs> we're up a very small amount. Um, if you do the normal, the standard loadout, which again, I think is best here. Uh, they, I think they went from like 57 to like 60. Very, very negative. marginal points increased. Let negative, really. Um, they, they either went up to or down to. It was a very small change. Um, they're looking pretty good. Again, um, I should point out that they've got pistols. And that, that double shoot, that one command point, double the number of shots, that applies to rapid yep. fire and pistols. So when you look at like, oh, what even has pistols in Kasodi's book? Um, mm. like the, the sword, but also yeah. this. Also this. And these are 18 inch pistols. So an interesting, inch yeah. It's pretty easy to shoot. So I like it. I think they're looking good. Uh, lastly, I think before we round this out, just because we are running a bit long in the tooth, I do like to keep these things as close to an hour as I can. But admittedly, I, I like a yak. And oh, so do both of Trajan, everyone's baby boy. Uh, I think he, I think he went up five or ten. Uh, I think he's one ninety five now. He was one eighty five before. I know that. I think he's one ninety five again. Ten. I know, he's, he's, I'll just look at now. He's yeah. He's one ninety. So one eighty to one ninety. He's so all right. So five, five to ten points. He's not a big deal. Doesn't matter. Yeah, matter at all. Well, that'll round us out for the points. Uh, big big winners and losers. Uh, big winners. Keyword Terminator. Yes, they, they got cheaper. They got very specific stratagems that are very good. They also all have rapid fire weapons, which got other buffs. Um, so I'm going to say keyword Terminator, keyword Dreadnought. Fantastic, and um, that'll work. I'm not sure there's much else to say about custodes. I think the the for me the big winners was the whole thing. The fact that uh, overtly looking at it, nothing got hit, nothing got slogged, no. nothing got taken out of consideration. Everything is in consideration now. And and due to all these buffs, I think everything can find a place in an army. I, I do agree with you, though. Like, nothing makes me more excited than, like, Custody Terminators. It's just, it's just the coolest thing ever. I the best. All right. That's actually going to wrap us up for this episode, guys. Um, join us for part two. This, this is the first episode that's ho- they're going to have a part two that's wholly only available for Patreons. I'm going to be releasing our last, latest episode, the one prior to this with Nick Nardavati talking about Harlequins. That'll, both episodes will be going up for free for you guys. Um, please check those out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, this episode... This next one that's coming up, me and John are about to record, is going to be wholly and only available for the Patreons. Um, please jump over and sign up there if you would like to. We are going to be taking all the information we've just dissected, everything we've talked about here, all the nuance and depth, and all the amazing new things that have been added. And we're going to be crafting lists. We're going to be talking about how to play missions, secondaries to pick, things, uh, matchups you're going to want, matchups you're not going to want, where you can trade, where you can't trade, all the other little itty-bitty nuance things to make custodes go on the battlefield. Um, so thank you so much, John, for joining us. You've been an absolute wealth of knowledge and as always, an absolute class act. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. All right. Now, I just want to let you guys know about one thing before we, we pass out. There is a contest going on right now. Um, $1,500 uh, shopping spree available for Frontline Gaming and a huge swathe of incredible, 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 incredible prizes up for grabs. Um, go over to 40kprize.com to get uh, an entry and you can also get five entries into that competition by using the keyword under. So that is the keyword for listening to the end of this and listening all the way through. Thank you for supporting us and listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, and if you go to that uh, 40kprizes.com and enter the keyword under, you will get another five entries into that magnificent competition uh, being run right now. And like I said, incredible things up for grabs and incredible prizes to be 
Ruby one. So jump over there, sign up, and uh, yeah, get involved. Thanks again, John, and we'll join you uh, and we'll talk to you hopefully in part two. Say good night, John. Good night. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.